another wonderful opportunity to stand here today. Um, Pastor called me yesterday and he said he needs to prepare just in case because he wasn't too well and he didn't show. And I, um, when I came here this morning, he wasn't around and I could see I have to go ahead. So I pray that God himself will minister to you guys. I want to look at the light of the world again. I remember a while ago, um, the Lord used me to speak this word similar to that. But I've not, it was entitled, You Are the Light of the World. Today, I have entitled this message, Let Your Light Shine, so that the world will see your good works. That's what Jesus said to us in his work. When he came, he boldly decreed that I am the light of the world, that he was the only source of true um, spiritual um, being for us to live the one that is truly connected to the source of light is Jesus Christ our Lord and later on you see he said to his people now you are the light of the world and he's expecting us as his children to shine as a light I would just want to read Genesis 1 it says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning was the first day. God said, let there be light. It was very important. Darkness, the Bible said, covered the face of the deep. Many of, all of us here know that in darkness you can't do much. You can't even well find your way in your own home that you've lived in for years and years. If today there was a power cut and you were sort of halfway to the hallway going to your room, you probably knock your head on the wall a few times before you get to where you're going. So light is very important. And God said, let there be light. And, you know, oftentimes we as Christians, we don't realize when we were created in the Garden of Eden, his attributes he gave to us. The Bible says we were created in his image and his likeness, to be like him, to represent him to this dark world in a different kind of way. We see that God created, um, in verse 14 of this same Genesis, we can see um, God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the light, and let there be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for light in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God created great light, the sun. This majestic light in the sky that we cannot 
go a certain point without burning. Even here on earth, as for me, I will stay well away from the sun all the time. But God created this great light. And I'm reading this scripture and I'm seeing the great light must shine. The lesser light must shine. And the little stars, they must shine too. Where he's telling us that we are the light of the world. It doesn't matter how big you are in church. You know, it doesn't matter how great a Christian you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing, what you've been called to do. Whatever God has called his people to do, in whatever capacity, we are to shine. Whether you are a small light, you must shine. Whether you are the lesser light, you must shine. And if you are a great light, you must shine. Jesus is our perfect example. You know, when he came to this world, he said, I must do what I see my father do. Of my own, I do nothing, but I must do what my father do. We had a scripture where he said, I must be about my father's business. And this is the life that we are called to do. When he said he was the light, he was um, bringing himself to us. But there's a point he said to us, you are the light. Now, the thing is, anybody who's received Christ into their life, you have received the light of light. The Bible says you have been translated from darkness into his marvelous light. And we have to shine. You know, this morning I was thinking about this and I said, God, Christ in us do not want to be in there suffocating. He wants to, you know, explode out of us. He wants to show us off in this world. But oftentimes Christians, we just think it's enough. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, you know. A lot of us sing about um, the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. And you know, things like that. But on, while we are on this journey, there's so many things to do. So many people yet to be born into the kingdom. So many people yet to experience that light that we are talking about. So many people need to hear the word of God. And a lot of the times when we are with people, the enemy of our soul tend to put this kind of fear on us that you don't open your mouth and tell somebody, if you die tonight, where will you spend eternity? And, and um, it's a struggle for me to sit in a place and I'm about to say goodbye or leave and I haven't said something to, to the person if they don't know Christ. It's a struggle for me to leave. I feel guilty, so I must do something. I went out this week with a lady to visit somebody and they talk, I sat there, you know me, I'm bored. Adrian said, as long as it's not the Bible, you're always bored. <laughs> they talk, the business, they talk, and I'm sitting there. And she's, they've made exchange of whatever, and she's about to say goodbye to leave. And I thought, and I'm feeling guilty that I haven't said something to this man who don't know the Lord about Jesus. And I had to open my mouth, and I talked to him. And this lady said, oh, yes, because, you know, Linda, how started it, let me pray for you. And I thought, you didn't want to pray, but you like to jump and take the glory. <laughs> but it's good. We have to have that kind of mindset. You may never see that person again. That person may not see tomorrow. That may be the last moment, the last opportunity you have to tell the person about the Lord Jesus Christ. Quite recently, I was sharing with my sister, and I'm laughing. I was witnessing to an old man that he was already in, in hospital. They call it the end of life care, as you know they do it. 
And I was trying to, because he's somebody who has always rejected God. He said he doesn't have sin. And I was trying to talk to him. And his wife said, you want a piece of bread and cheese? And I said, I'm giving him the bread of life. <laughs> and she looked at me. I thought, there's a person who's on his deathbed. And you're more concerned about bread and cheese that will go down the, the toilet in a few hours. And the thing is, I managed to talk to him and witness to him, and I'm explaining to him about salvation. Because some people like to tell people, repeat the sinner's prayer, and that person is not saved because they just repeat after me kind of thing, and their heart is definitely not received the Lord Jesus Christ. And at one point, I asked him, do you confess the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord of your life? And the man went quiet, and for a while, he did not say anything, and I know the enemy do not want him to confess Christ as Lord. But I understood what was happening. Pray in the spirit. And then I talked to him and I repeat the question and he said yes. So I give God glory. And this man was buried last week. So I said, God, I don't know, you know, how deep he believed, what, you know, but God knows. But I was happy because the spirit of God convicted me, said, you've been with this person so many times and you going away. And I had a strong conviction that I needed to speak to him. And the Lord will have his way. This is one of the ways we let our light shine. Jesus was always praying for sick people, visiting the, the you know, raising the dead, feeding the hungry. These are the things we have been called to do as people of light who are shining for the Lord Jesus Christ. We look at the, the light of the sun. The moon does not have its own light, but it reflects the light of the sun. For those of you on scientists and all those things, you know those things. It's reflecting the light from the sun. This week we had a full moon, I think. And this thing is so beautiful. And I'm saying, God, I thank you. When I walk outside and I see the moon, and I say, that's us. The sun to me represents that great light Christ Jesus. We are to reflect the light of the Son of God. He came and he, he did so many wonderful things in this world. He suffered. They did some atrocious thing to him. The other day I was listening to our news and I said, there's some states, if you look at your enemy and you speak, that person has a right to take you to court and that would be considered an assault or insult, or whatever it is. But Jesus took it for us. You spit, they spat upon him, and he, he said, I am about my father's business. He wasn't concerned about those things. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. He's saying everything that gives him pleasure, the things we love so much is in, in, in this world. Some of us love a party. Everywhere the party is, I'm there. Everywhere the function is, I'm there. The good time, I'm there. And there's people dying and going to hell every single day of, of, of the week, the month, every minute of the day. People are dying without Christ. Our loved ones. Maybe you're not bold enough to go and talk to somebody, but prayer changes things. You pray, you know, that Jesus was saying, um, the Bible is saying that um, the, the harvest is ripe but the labors are few. And he's saying to pray that the Lord of the harvest 
send laborers. If you cannot go, are you praying for the Lord to send people to bring them in from the field of sin, to bring the wandering ones to Jesus? You know, our Jesus is awesome. The guy come and he make one bold declaration, I am the light of the world. He's saying, there is no other light but me. There's no other way but me. So all the others who's coming, we need to be able to tell those people, you are on the right path. You are on the wrong path. You need Jesus. Jesus is the only way. He is the only truth. He is the only light. You know, some of the stuff people listen to us out there, I'm thinking, how can any human being with sense believe that? You know, and we're talking about the sun, and, and there's a part in the Islam scriptures that say that Alexander the Great, he followed the sun to the setting of this place, of its place, and find that the sun sets in a muddy pool, and there's people living close by. And they don't even have shelters on them. Doesn't that, does that make sense to anybody? That the sun set in the muddy pool and there's people living close by. Can anybody live close to the sun? Now in today's world where there's so much knowledge, education, technology, they call it the highway, super highway of information. Why would anybody run with this and say this is from God? What kind of God doesn't know where the sun set? And it's impossible for people to live near that place. How many of us can live near the sun? Where it's, you know, but Alexander the Great did that. And there's people, and they, they, they seem to be okay there. They're all right. But we have the truth. Our God knows. He placed it in a strategic place where it could shine for the whole world to see, to have light. Every day of our life, light is important. Without it, Jesus said, if you walk in that light, you will never walk in darkness. And he's talking both in this realm, in the um, other realm where Jesus talks about the outer darkness. But if we love him here now, if we walk in obedience, you will be walking in understanding this light that brings light to you. The Bible said that entrance of the word of God gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. First then I was sharing with the Bible study group. Many people I know that never used to read or write. And they took this Bible and after a few years, these people didn't go to school. And they could read the Bible. They can preach the word. That's what the word of God does. It gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Because he said, the word that I speak, they are spirits and life. Do we believe that word? Do we truly know that the word of God is spirit and life? It heals our bones. He said, the word, those who find him, we find the greatest thing in life. People say, how can I serve a God that can die? They don't seem to grasp is the flesh had to be punished, had to die for us. Because if he didn't, we would have to pay the penalty for our sin. But his spirit, that God not, never die. He said, I lay my, I put my life down and, and I raise it up again. Nobody take it from me. Can you imagine a man can tell him, you destroy this temple and three days I will raise it up again. And it happened. 
I will run. You know, I'm so excited that I'm one of the people who, who choose to believe the Bible without all those questions and answers. You know, nowadays they have all kind of questions and answer thing going on on the Bible. And Jesus said to um, um, the doubting Thomas, blessed is he who believe and have not seen. So I know, I'm mo I feel like there's a love of God in me that is so great because I believe his word and I don't need proof. I don't need no other argument. I praise God for those who need it, but I thank God because I was able to receive it. And the thing about the scriptures, if you have to wait for somebody to tell you something every now and then, it would be difficult for you to believe that word. But if you take this Bible, like Jesus said, if you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you will never hunger. You will never thirst. And that's what it does. As you eat it, as you eat it, you get fuller and full. And you get to the point like you, you always, always, Sarunda said to me, you like to talk so much. <laughs> I said, Jesus said, out of your belly, living waters will flow. And that's the person that is constantly in the word. You're always ready to, <laughs> that says the Lord, that says the Lord. People don't always like me around because I listen to them talk and I'll say, but the Bible say. But the Bible say. It's always, but the Bible say. I don't have to listen to anything any man is saying. The Bible say. And I said, God, let your people get to that point. I asked myself last night if the, I believe the word of God is true. And I said I embrace this word that is true and I know that it is true. Anything anyone else can bring, why would you have little debates about maybe, maybe. It's either it is or it's not. Now, if I know the word of God is true, then I do not have to listen to anything that is contrary because that's what the enemy will give you. If you don't want to take the holy word of God as it is and run with it, you're looking for something more. You're looking for a greater man of God. Present yourself that God will make you that great man of God. That he will transform your life. You know, we talk, when I say let your light shine. For your light to shine, you need to turn around. You need to come out. Know that you are out of darkness and you're not walking in anymore. You don't have to be like you was before. We've seen great change since I met God. Great change since I was born. The Bible says, put off the old man and his deed. To shine, you need to put on Christ. Put on the holy word of God. Put on the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. And he said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us into all truth. He said, there will be time you will not need people to teach you because that spirit of God in you will teach you what you need to know. And that's how a very, you know, like illiterate kind of person or somebody who's not very, um, not too academically equipped can take the Bible and do such great things. By the spirit of God, they can conquer mountains. They can do so many things. Light is instant. You know, some Christians want to take years and years before they start shining. If you turn this light, if you flick this switch, this, there's no light. Immediately, if you put it back, the light is here. If you have put on Christ, why is it so difficult for us to shine so you know we take a long long time 
we, we don't want to move from where we are. It's comfortable. But you need to strip yourself of what is not of God. Strip yourself of the things that don't belong in you anymore. If we don't let go of the world, we cannot, you know, the Bible says no man can serve to master. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You know, oftentimes we play games with our brethren. We tell them, oh, I know everybody's not the same, you know, at the same place. That is so true. But how long do you want to stay in that place? How long do you want to dwell in that mountain? How, long, how many times do you want to go round and round on that mountain and can't move forward to do what God has us to do, to get into that promised land and enjoy the milk and honey. We need to put off the old man. His characters, the, the, the language we used before we were Christian, the Holy Spirit in you deals with that. If you say you're not changing, you don't know you're struggling with sin, you have an issue. You should be struggling not to sin as a Christian. Not sinning and thinking I'm struggling with sin. No, uh, when it comes to doing something wrong, you must have a problem. Move on from this kind of thing. Let your light shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify the Father. I had to struggle to stop two, a grandmother and a son fighting with each other, quarreling with each other. And I could see it's turning into something ugly. And I'm saying to the lady, because oftentimes, even though we are the grown-ups or the adults, we have to humble ourselves to make peace because those youngsters, they, they have, you know, they're trying to find their way and they think you don't know more than me. I'm trying to tell her, calm down. She wouldn't. Then it turned into something bigger and I'm pulling myself out at this point because they say when you go and stand between people fighting, most of the time you get killed. <laughs> so I say, okay, you all don't want to stop. I've talked to both of them and the guy starts saying to me, She's a hypocrite. She's all in the, always in the Bible. Always in the Bible. And look at what she's doing. And, and I, when he walked out, took his stuff, and he never came back with the grandma. And yesterday I went there, and I saw the scatter all his things by the door. And I told this lady, that day that boy told you that you are a hypocrite. She looked at me. I said, we read in the Bible and we are Christian and we are, Apostle Paul said, we are living epistles. People are reading us. I said to her, your grandson said you are a hypocrite and look at what you've done again. He is gone, but your, his stuff is just, I said, you shouldn't have done it that way because you want to show him who you are as a child of God. You, you don't do it like that because <laughs> me, I just tell people, she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I didn't know that's how they, because she herself can't move. So whoever put the stuff by the door, just, I, I saw it. And I said, that's not on. I said to me, your grandson told me that you are a hypocrite simply because he's watching your life. He's watching you. You're reading the Bible. You have it on you. But yet the things in the Bible is not manifesting in you. Jesus said to overcome evil with good. Recompense to nobody evil for evil. They see, the, uh, the unsaved man will be the first to tell you, I'm not going to that church, they are full of hypocrites. Thank God I'm here. Uh, the, the church is the place for hypocrites. So 
may he deal with me, may he deal with every one of us that are hypocrites. But what I'm saying, if we are letting our light shine before men, they will see our good works. And instead of calling, say, I'm, instead of a soul ending up in hell because of us, humble ourselves to walk with God, to follow Jesus. The Bible says he humbled himself. He did not thought it was robbery to be equal with God. Yet he made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself. Can you imagine God humbling himself so low? And we cannot do it. We mere mortal men, we cannot do it. Some of us are so full of pride. We say, I'll never forgive them. You know, sister, um, my sister said something this morning about if there's somebody, you, you know, at evening or something in church, when you are going to greet this person. And I thought, it shouldn't be that you are in the church and a sister has messed you up or done something on Saturday night, you didn't fix it before you come to church. Don't come to church with some things against your sister or your brother. You make it right. And you come into the presence of the Lord. We don't want anything to be hindering our prayers. Hindering our worship before God. Our sin separates us from God. If there's anybody that has offended you, go to them. That's what Jesus said. You come to the altar to bring your gift. Leave it. And go and make things right. And then come to the altar. Don't come to the altar of God anyhow. And forget this is the holy God. I remember the stories in, in the olden days. When the priest come to the, 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 put the offering. And he had a rope around his neck. They would, he would, they would not even be allowed to collect a dead body. They would have to tie him up and pull him out. But today we take the altar of God as we can do anything, anyhow. God forbid. Oftentimes we say, where is God? We don't see nothing happening in our lives. Ask ourselves question. Am I, do I have really have right standing with God? You know, some of us are believers, but we are not true disciples. So we cannot represent him right. We can do what we want and come anyhow before God. Some of us always love this phrase, by his grace, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Suddenly not. God forbid. To shine our light, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have to take on another life. We have to put on Christ. We have to put off the old man and his deed. I've said it before. To follow him. To know that the price is right. Do you know that the price is right? And there's nothing you should not be able to let go. Jesus said, if you desire, if you have the mind to come after me, let him deny himself. What is he asking you? It's not just about ice cream. It's not just about jollof rice. It's not just about rice and peas you have to deny ourselves. Spiritual things. Things that we want that will hinder our spiritual life. Deny ourselves. There are things in this world we want. But it's going to cause us to miss God. Deny ourselves. It's not important that you miss God. There's not one thing in this world that is worth missing heaven for. That's what I can stand. That's how I can stand. I've made up my mind. There's not one single thing 
just like Jesus said, the, the, what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world? In this world, the most precious thing to me, my soul. If God put such a price on it, God put his own life for my soul. He gave his, God is everything, and yet he gave his life for you, your little soul. Every human here is so precious to God that he gave his son. His son is a, you are as precious to God as his very son. So what are we going to give up for him? He said, I give my life for thee. What hast thou given for me? I left, I left it all for thee. What hast thou left for me? I've borne, I've borne it all for thee. Has, have thou borne anything for me? Father, help us to deny ourselves. To do the things that God wants us to do. I want to encourage each and every one of us. Think about that one thing that God has given you to do. And focus on it. Keep your eyes straight on that price. Don't look to the left nor to the right. Focus. Apostle Paul said, I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He said everything he counted it as done to win Christ. If you want to come after me, deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Father, I thank you today for your word. I thank you for every ears that I've heard. Father, your word said, he that have ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that no one here will just abandon your word, but that your word will never return void even as it has declared, but it will accomplish what you please. Let it be today that your word accomplish what you please in the heart of your people. Let there be a turning around that today we make up our mind to let our light shine before the world that they may see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name.